I'm Dean Blandino, and you're listening to Scoop FM. Welcome to Scoop FM, the official podcast of your Dynasty League, the only league that counts, which is in its final, final weeks, heading towards a very exciting 2022 playoffs, and I'm sure you are all thrilled to hear where we're about to end up. So we didn't speak last week, spoke two weeks ago, and you know, basically nothing too interesting happened, kind of played out exactly as we were expecting. Right, I don't think there were that all that many surprises. You know, the only real drama heading into last week, I think, with Drew winning in the week prior, Bob's goose was nearly cooked. Devin and Nick tanked off. Nate, or sorry, Nick and Nate tanked off, and Nate tanked sufficiently enough to place himself in the company of Dave and shoot for the number one pick. Meanwhile, as I said, Bob not quite getting there. Uh, in the week prior, despite his best efforts, despite his best week of the year, could not take down a juggernaut, little-known juggernaut known as a Bortle baby that may or may not have secured the bye week. So him and Nick Young will be playing for the third seed. I'm not sure how that's going to go because Bob doesn't have his first or second, so he may not care about it in general, but that's that's what we're set to do. And so now the playoffs. And in the playoffs themselves, not too much drama. Billy in the bullshit division had already claimed the two seed. He A win or a loss, it didn't matter. He was locked in. Myself, I just had to get over the hump of Devin. I had to get over Devin's big old hump and, uh, and, and, and secure that bye week for myself, which I did. Thank you very much. And if you're following along, yes, it was quite harrowing but thrilling to see... Um, well, you know, I don't want, I know it's an injury and it sucks, but Kyler Murray going out within, uh, you know, the first, I don't know, two plays that the Cardinals ran, I had to say to myself, yeah, a Bortle baby's a team of destiny. This is destiny working in its favor. And then just watching Hollywood Brown running wrong routes, dropping easy, deep passes all night to secure me. The win was fantastic because I shouldn't have been in that spot in the first place right? If I never make that big deal for all that fab with Dave to try to get Zonovan Knight, who I do wish I still had, if I hadn't done that in the first place, I wouldn't have even had enough money to get Tyler Huntley. And then I'd be starting Trevor Lawrence. But of course, I was worried about this foot thing, his fucking foot. So I didn't start him. But had I done it, this would have been so out of reach for Devin. Hollywood Brown, it would not have even mattered. But in the end, All's well, goodness prevailed, there is light in this world, and I secured the one seed. So that leaves Matt, who had already locked in the three seed at worst, right? He needed me to lose to get the one seed. He's got that three seed. And in this league, it doesn't really matter the finishing order of four, five, and six, because we let the three seed pick their first round opponent. That's Matt, right? And, you know, we know that'll happen. He'll pick whoever he picks. And assuming he wins, he'll get the two seed. And whoever wins in the other match will get the one seed. 
that's how it's always going to be. You know, unless a three seed loses to their opponent, does it get interesting in the next round? So we know kind of when he picks, he knows he'll pick someone and he's got Billy in round two. And he knows I've got the winner of whoever out of the two he doesn't pick, right? And then he knows the win, you know, if he wins another one, then he'll play the winner of those guys. So, you know, that's, that's basically where we're at. So I would say this. It was not very interesting going into the final weeks. We got another, uh, we got another uh, you know, waiver wire here. We got a trade deadline. And I will, I will remind you, if you're going to listen to anything, listen to me say these two things to you right now. The trade deadline is this Thursday before Thursday Night Football kicks off. Once the first round of playoffs starts, which is Thursday Night Football of this week, there are no more trades until after the championship games are played. So your trade deadline there is coming up in, I don't know, less than 48 hours. So that's something to keep in mind. And I don't know if it's going to let me do it on the app. So please, if you're going to try to get it in down at the wire, please do it, you know, do it judiciously. Do it, do it, it, be expedient about it so I can get it in and we don't have a situation where people have already started playing, whatever. Now, here's another thing that no one ever remembers, but I must remind you of. It's very critical. The waiver wire will close in the off season, right? Because all those players become eligible for the 2023 draft. So that closes the final week of the championship week, right? Week 17. When does it close for players? Well, it just matters when their game starts. It closes week 17. If it's a Thursday night player in week 17, you have to pick them up before their kickoff starts, right? Or else they lock. You know, theoretically, you could pick someone up that's playing Monday night, on Monday afternoon, but the problem is you might have to drop someone, and if everyone else has already played, then you probably can't drop anybody. So just keep that in mind, and that is officially when Fab locks in, right? So we do do a Fab carryover, but we have a hard cap of $200 every season. So you can only carry over $100 every season. Now, is that even relevant for anyone? Yes, it's relevant for Nikki Ballone. No, I'm sorry. It's revel- It's only relevant for Devin, who is $5 over. So as of week 17, $5 of his will go to waste unless he can put it to use before then. And for everyone else, you know, if you have any off-season stashes, and we do it that week on purpose because some of you might think you're going to go far in these playoffs and you really don't. So then it's time to look and say, do I need this extra defense? Do I need this extra head coach? No, no, no. Let me pick up some other guys on the waiver wire to, you know, kind of maybe some deep stashes for next year. So it puts the guys that are out of it at an advantage and the guys that are still in it potentially playing for a championship at a disadvantage because they don't have that luxury, right? You may not be able to drop a guy that you might have to start for someone in the future. I don't know. So just something to consider, two dates to keep in mind. I'll say it again one last time. Trade deadline this Thursday before kickoff. Waiver wire deadline week 17 before whenever that person's game kicks off. So it's still a little early in the week. 
I'm almost confident we got a couple more trades to come. I know of some down the pike. I know of I know I know we should have had two trades, but instead we had one. Cause Dave is short sighted. So let's just get into the big trade. We've all heard about it. Yes. Nikki has made a serious playoff push. He secured Dalvin Cook and Stephon Diggs from Dave Wiley, who is in contention for the number one overall pick. I don't know how he's realistically going to beat Nate two weeks in a row, given he just gave up maybe the only two good players on his roster. But regardless, in return, he gets Najee Harris, Jalen Waddle, a 2023 second and a 2024 second. I do think this has the makings of a Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs type of deal. Right place, right time for two rosters heading in completely different directions. For Nicky, on his side, you think about it, Najee every week, I don't know, you're thinking I'm happy to get eight points. You know, what, what what is he maxing out at, 14, 15? You know, he's not capable... I think in his current state, which I, I hope is injured as a Steelers fan, but I realistically fear is because he just doesn't have any juice, right? And he never ran a 40 at the combine because he knew he was slow and he knew he was behind the John Mara award-winning best offensive line in college football his senior year when he made all that damage. And yes, he caught a lot of dump-offs um, from Mac Jones, which is very nice, but when you have weapons like Firemuth and George Pickens and Deontay John, do you really need a dump-off king? No, it's not that important. And the O-line's not great. You know, there's, a, there's multiple factors why Najee is disappointed this year. But I just, for this playoff run, do you want him with, with potentially pick it out and fucking, have you seen Mitch Trubisky? You want Mitch Trubisky in there? Absolutely not. And then Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle, who may be good, in a PPR league, but he's wildly inconsistent. And in a standard league, in a league like this, I don't like that inconsistency personally. I've never gravitated towards that. If you look down my roster, you see guys like, okay, you could tell me Tyler Lockett's been boom bust in the past, but you look at this year, this is actually who Tyler Lockett was before that insane volatility towards the end of Russ's run. I mean, basically every week, you know, 80 yards at a minimum. And if you got a touchdown, that's great. You get 14 points, right? But somewhere in the range of 8 to 15 points every week. That's T. Higgins. That's Chris Godwin. Those are my kind of guys. Jalen Waddle. oh my God, he had a huge, massive game, 30 points. Oh, now 20. Sorry, not 20, fucking 20 yards. God damn it, 20 yards. So, assuming that Nick Ballone was going to be starting both of those guys in the playoffs, I think... He immediately upgraded. Dalvin, for this year, is an upgrade over Najee. Uh, it's, it's pretty obvious to me that, you know, Diggs is, a, is an upgrade over Waddle. And long term, if you think about it long term, I don't know if Najee's much, man. I don't know how much longer we're getting past his second contract, right? We're in year two. Uh, are, are you giving him a fifth-year option at this point? I'm not. Okay. So you're going to tell me Dalvin Cook has one more year? For sure. And so Najee, that'll be his third out of fourth year on his deal. And then there's your fourth year, and then you're done. Then you're kaput. So he's got one more year than Dalvin Cook, and he doesn't score more than him. That's that's not that hard of a choice to me. And then, like I said, for Jalen Waddle, 
yeah, okay, I could see, I definitely see Jalen Waddle. He's going. He's got what seven years younger or six years younger than Diggs. Sure, that's no doubt. He's going to be around longer. How much is he making a difference? I mean, Diggs is a legitimately top three wide receiver, especially in standard scoring. This year, next year, probably the year after. I don't know. Uh, top three is getting ambitious, but you know what I mean. We. Can, I think you can count on Diggs. Diggs does not necessarily rely purely on quick twitch athleticism to be such a factor in the passing game, right? He's a savvy route runner. That's he he can juke guys out. He is very athletic, but he's not he's not just he's not Jalen Waddle who's all speed, right? He's not gonna fall off a cliff. I don't see this as much of I know it makes sense for a team that's young and rebuilding Dave to take him. I don't see this on either piece. Obviously it's an upgrade for this playoffs. I think it's an upgrade for next year, too. It might be an upgrade for 2024. That's what's sick about it. That's what's sick about it. And the second-round picks, if Nicky goes the way he thinks he's going, and even if he doesn't, at a minimum, his pick is going to be, uh, what, 15, right? Could be as high as 20 in the second round this year. How many good running backs are going to be there by then? And Nicky's had success there. You know, he's gotten Brian Robinson and and um, and Ramondre Stevenson there later, right, at, at, at spots later than that. But let's be real. He's going to be looking at receivers at that spot. And where is Nicky loaded? It's receiver he doesn't need anymore for the last time. The second-round picks don't help him. Only first-round picks can really help him improve his roster at this point because otherwise he's adding more receivers that he's never going to start. So... It makes all the sense in the world for Nikki. I'm ecstatic for him. And for Dave, yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, he went younger, but I, I'm, I'm, I, he, th- this is going to sound like sour grapes because full discrepancy, I had a deal in the works to get Cook. And I was trying to kind of, you know, dabbling around with, can we build this up to get digs? And it didn't quite work, but, you know, whatever. The point is, I tried. But more importantly, I just, I don't love these guys. I don't love Najee. I don't love buying Waddle. I like getting the picks, but I don't like the guys involved that much personally. I think, you know, you're looking at it objectively, you say, hey, for a team like Dave, who's trying to just retool, he can't have Cook. He can't have Kamara on his roster going into next year. He's got to figure something out. I just don't love this. I think Najee's a bigger question long term as a young running back. I don't think Waddle's a very consistent wide receiver. That's why I don't love it. I'll be happy to be proved wrong, but I would like to have seen him take those those older vets and get more stable pieces to then say, oh, okay, now I have a high pick, right? I can get Bryce Young. You know, I could get Stroud to pair with a stable young running back, a stable young wide receiver. Or if he had moved those pieces to get a quarterback and then said, fuck it. You know, it's Bijan or Gibbs or whoever. I'm taking the best running back available with my high pick. I've got a veteran quarterback. I'm ready to go. I don't know. That's just me. I think it could work out for both sides. But right now, I definitely lean Nikki because this is an important playoff push. And most importantly, what y'all came here to hear is who is Matt going to pick? Who is Matt taking in the first round? That's what we all want to know. What's what's that noise? Oh, oh, 
I think he's just hopped on the line, and we're set to find out. Hey, get your ass over here. Yeah, you. Yeah, go ahead and uh, order that championship crown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, could you uh, make sure it says three-time champ? If you can. Oh, yeah, and um, also, add fuck Dan on the side. Yeah, if you can. Don't, don't worry about the money. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be here in about three weeks. <laughs> it usually does. Yep, yep, comes every year. I'm good for it. Trust me. Trust me on this. I got this. Oh, shit. Is this, uh, is this going? Wait. Yep. Oh. Ah. Oh, well. Um, yeah, they, yeah, the peasants need to hear this anyways. So, uh, I'm talking to you now. Members of Shad Dynasty. For those of you who are tuning in, which is everyone, let's face it. All of you are junkies just like me. Be honest. You're strapped needle in the arm, shooting eight balls of this pod till you piss yourselves. Now, before I reveal who the unlucky bastard is, I just, uh, I just need to clear a few things up here. Um, well, first off, the system is flawed. Let's take a look at our supposedly top two teams. Uh, Dan. Yeah, Dan, who, uh, tanked a few years ago and was rewarded with a championship loss to me. What a loser. Let this be a reminder that you are guaranteed nothing in this league. The fantasy gods will whip out their cock and slap you with it whenever they want to. So why tempt them? This is exactly why Dan will never beat me. Exactly why he will never fucking win. Now, just just everyone amuse me for a second. Peasants, come on. Just go ahead and uh, open up your ESPN app. Take a look at the standings and uh, scroll. Just scroll right. That's what's important. That's that's really what we want to see here. Scroll right. Look at the points scored. The points again. Not the standings. Not the record. Fuck that. Just look at look at the points scored. Points against. That is where the truth lies. Right there. Take it in. Billy, go fuck yourself. At least <laughs> that's what we all think, right? Right? We all think it. You know, when Billy sits down next to you and he starts rambling on his bullshit. Come on, fellas. We've all experienced it. Haven't you? You know, you're at the draft and you think, oh, fuck, here comes Billy. Ready to spew his 30 minutes of, I don't know, I could give a fuck less about who, Damian Pierce and, oh, what's the other guy? He always fucking talk. Jay, what? Nope. Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson. Yeah, fuck that guy. Do any of us care? Hell no. And you know what? Here's another thing I want to talk about. Does anyone get past the first line in Bill's messages? No. No, we don't. Nobody does. Bill, Bill, you especially need to hear this. There's no championship week trade that is going to rescue you this time. It's not a thing. It doesn't exist anymore, buddy. Bill, Bill, you're... Oh, gosh, how, how to describe Bill? He's like a... It's like that dude that he just like throws so many feelers out there at like what he's thinking. He goes, I don't know, let me, here's my impression of Bill. Um, uh, yes. Uh, hey guys, you know, I got this really awesome roster and, you know, for on the cheap, I made this deal and, uh, anybody want to go back to back with me on James Conner? No, Bill. 
No, you're alone. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me also, let me bring to your attention, peasants, that I, uh, have more points scored than Bill, a better record. Oh, and yeah, that head-to-head win. But that's it, isn't it? That's exactly it. Bill needs this buy. Dan needs this buy. All the tanking and incompetence that has led to this crushing moment where one of you three fucking losers has to face me. Me, the two-time champion. Me, the ultimate measuring stick. Me, the guy who keeps you up thinking about trades that probably won't make a difference anyways. There's no escaping it. It's, it's here now. Your fate, inevitable. How about Nikki? Let's start with Nikki. Oh, well, Nikki. Do you, uh, do you think that trade matters? Do you think, do you think I give a shit? Do you think you could just, you know, I don't know, was it take the express lane to the top? You can't. No. Because guess what? The sheer stench of Eric Thomas looms over your roster. Maybe if you change that dumb fucking picture, it would be, I don't know, a little bit different. But, you know, to me, this is my take. This is, this is my hot take about Nikki. It almost feels like he's embarrassed to claim that roster. Yeah, that's what it is. He, uh, he kind of has to pretend to be Eric. He's so ashamed of, like, the, I don't know, the product or his roster that he's putting out there that he just, he just can't let go of being of that persona of Eric Thomas. That's, that's his, I don't know, his mask. And then what about Devin? Devin. You fucking Homer. You you fucking Homer. You uh Oh, you make me sick, Devin. You you know what you did. Yeah, you uh what? You shared a dorm with Dan in college. So what? You think you owe him something? You uh you think Dan would do you any favors? You uh no. No, Devin. No. You know what Dan would do? He would fucking he would clean you out and then he'd come back for seconds. And you know this. But why? Why are you so loyal? Why is it, Devin? Why do you keep going back to Dan? Is it that Miles Sanders trade that you won't let go of? I just, I wonder. And then Travis Homer. Travis Homer. Were you fucking high, Devin? Were you on a bender in Columbus? Is that what it was, Devin? Let it be known that the small mercy you paid to Dan will not be forgotten. Finally, Drew. <sighs> Drew, I, God, I hate you. I, uh, I really have no reason to. I, I just do. Everything you do is vile to me. It's, you know, uh, God, I hate you. You, let's, let's go back to the beginning. We, what is it? I don't know, a couple years ago when you first joined, First thoughts of you were, uh, let's, how about the draft? We all love that. Dating back to the draft. You know, the truth is, in that draft, I didn't need either quarterback. I didn't want one more than the other. I didn't value one over the other. Didn't have that kind of analysis then. I just took them to piss you off. That was it. And that's the basis of why I do anything in this league. To piss you off. Because my goal is for you to hate this league. I want you to waste 200, 300, 1,000 hours this summer thinking about trades you need to make with 
assets honestly that you really don't have. I uh, I want you I want you back on the bottom. Oh, I love it when you're there. I need you licking the floor, begging for more of it because that shit is like crack to me, Drew. Your pain is my joy. When you lose, I win. That is why there's only one clear choice. You. As for everyone else, I'm... Gosh, the fucking losers. Um, I'm going to address you all together because you're all equally unimportant to me. Cowards. Cowards. Don't... Don't say you didn't have a chance. Don't tell me the matchups weren't right. You tanked. You're pussies of the first degree. Bitches of the highest order. Enjoy your high draft capital or, uh, I don't know, whatever whatever it amounts to. I don't know. It's probably dog shit because that's what all of you are. Dog shit. No respect for any of you. Uh, and I mean, what else is there to say? It's It's going to be me. It's always been me. This is just the start of the dynasty. And we're going to keep this train going. I have nothing left to say. I'm done. I, I don't feel like wasting any more time on you scum. Should Dynasty listeners, uh, I'll just end this right now. This, this, what do I call this? Oh, uh, this is the truth. Yeah, the truth. The only voice in the only league that matters. Wow. Well, you me, all of America, as we know they're listening, just witnessed possibly the most disgraceful moment in the history of Shad Dynasty League. If this kid has a bridge left in this world, well then somebody, I don't know, was fucking late to blow it up. Good God, what an asshole. Truly solidifying yourself as the villain of this league. And I don't know, and you know, because I often feel like everybody's rooting against me. Everybody wants me to lose. Everybody thinks they get a real laugh at it. Oh, he spends so much time on this league and he never wins. Well, guess what, fuckers? And this goes to you too, Matt. I've been to the championship twice. The second most championship appearances in league history. Okay. So yes, that counts for something. That counts for sustained, continued greatness. Even if that makes me the, the Steelers to your Patriots in the modern era, it doesn't matter. That counts for something. I know it does. There's a lot of guys that would love to just ever fucking get there just to have one chance. They would kill just for the chance to blow it. Okay? And you're, you're a disgrace. Look... Going through everything you said, number one, the things you said about Billy, disgraceful, disgraceful. You should be kissing his feet. You should be groveling at where he stands. You know why? Because if that guy didn't drop Josh Allen in the first year of this league before anybody understood what a super flex league really meant, before anyone understood what a rushing quarterback with some baseline could do for you, before anybody knew that you keep a guy on your roster like Jordan Love or who the fuck ever else or Kellen Mond, I don't give a fuck, for three years if you think they have a goddamn chance one day, before anybody knew any of that Billy dropped him and you picked him up and without that one circuitous event occurring four years ago you would be irrelevant and we all know it
What's your good draft picks, huh? Oh, you lucked into Herbert after you also took Tua, and you just admit you took Herbert as a gag. You didn't even know. What else? What else? Oh, yeah, you took Kyler Murray 101. Congrats, how genius. Oh, and then you flipped him for Pittman, who sucks. For Jacobs, who's also horrible. You're just lucky he's in a contract here before he shows us who he really is, who is who he has always been up to this point. You're, what? Well, what, are, what are we supposed to be impressed with? Chase Claypool? Isaiah Pacheco? Oh, no, don't tell me. Isaiah likely. Matt, you got lucky. Picking up Josh Allen, your only good pick in all these years was Justin Herbert and McCaffrey, your first overall. So that's one good pick, and one you did as a fucking troll job. So one legitimate good pick. And what else? Oh, you took a desperate Eric Thomas. You want to besmirch Eric Thomas's name. You want to you want to tell Nikki you're besmirching Eric Thomas's name? Yeah, because on the way out the door, you raped him. You raped Eric Thomas in the ass, and you forced all of us to watch. You took Nick Chubb right from him and said, here's Daniel Jones and 10 overall? Now, Nicky's lucky that ended up being Jamar Chase because Christ Almighty, if that was Trey Sermon or something, I mean, that's worse than getting raped in the ass, but you raped Eric Thomas in the ass in front of everyone, and you laughed about it. And now you want to sit back and disgrace his name and disgrace the man that came to a crying and beaten and beaten down Eric Thomas and said, I will remove this weight from you and lift this team, take it from you, and take it to the promised land and in the playoffs. And a good man like Nikki who did that, who said, I know you're ruined. I know the world sees you as damaged. I know everybody knows that Matt fucked you in the ass, but I don't care. I will take your team, and I will do right by it. I will make good draft picks. I will make good trades, and I will compete. So don't, don't even, don't even go there. You don't deserve to go there. And, and, and you know what? And, and speaking of that, you know, you, you, you self-admit. You, dude, the, the Justin Herbert pick is a gaffe? That's a laugh to you? You maybe ruined Drew's life, and he's been nothing but gracious to you. <laughs> I'm kidding. You didn't ruin his life. You didn't ruin his life. You taught him a hard lesson that night, which he needed to know, which we all should have known. But, like I said, you picked up Josh Allen and no one else did because no one knew then. Right? No one knew, but everybody learns. But still, he's been nothing but gracious to you. And, and, and the one thing that, I, the, that really irks me what what is what is the implication here of this call, saying that Devin has some sort of loyalty to me? I think I I would gladly I'd gladly release my text messages with Devin, and you will see there is nothing but animosity between him and I. We're constantly rubbing each other's face, and if you know when when Fields has success, he's asking me how Lance is doing, right? I, we're con- we're constantly going back and forth. There's nothing but animosity. We've done one deal in the entire history of this league, and and it's one that categorically we could say he destroyed me. He got a first, which by the way ended up being Jerry Judy. If I had that pick, it would have been Justin Herbert. Thank you very much. He got that first, Terry McLaurin and Miles Sanders for Le'Veon Bell because I thought he was going to have a huge playoff run. 
Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. There's no loyalty there. So is the suggestion that the recent events which just occurred in the past week wherein Devin could have knocked me off, he somehow chose not to? Is that what you're suggesting? Why? Because you look at his bench and you see points on the bench and you say, oh, well, clearly he must have set a bad lineup. Dan must have told him to set a bad lineup because he wanted to. Trust me, Devin will tell you there's no one in this world that would have loved to see me squirm by not having the one seed more than him. The guy had a fucking meme prepared for it. And I just went because the, 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 the insinuation that I would go so low as to, as, to, as to plot just really sickened me. So I went back and checked. And yes, it is in fact true. Devin played his absolute highest projected lineup. Okay, you could say Jarek McKinnon scored 25. Why didn't he play Jarek McKinnon? Jarek McKinnon was projected six. Who's he supposed to start him over? Marquise Brown, it's easy to say in hindsight. Miles Sanders, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift? No. Oh, Travis Homer. You go, oh, something's fishy. He played Travis Homer. Travis Homer was fucking projected 10.1. That's higher than anybody on his bench. And if it was such a conspiracy, why did I proactively drop someone to pick up the Patriots head coach so that he couldn't, and then in turn, before Sunday night football, he picked the Miami head coach. So let's not play the bench game because we all know if I played Trevor Lawrence, none of that was a question. None of it was a question. None of it. Oh, and one last thing. No, no, no. I, <laughs> it's more than one thing. One other thing I forgot about Nikki. And, and wait, no, Devin, and if Devin was on my side, why the fuck did he tell me to draft Sky more? Okay? Clearly, that's not a friend. That's not a confidant. That's not someone that's in my pocket. Now, in fairness, he didn't tell me to draft Sky more, but I told him I was thinking about it, and he didn't tell me to not to do it. So what kind of friend is really fucking that, huh? And and you know what? Back on Nikki. Oh, the the the, the trade doesn't scare you, huh? It doesn't matter. Very, very convenient of you, however, for you to select Drew so that you don't play Nikki this week. Oh, and wouldn't that mean that if Nikki were to win, he would play me in week two, and then you wouldn't have to face him till the playoffs? Yes, very convenient. You're not afraid of the trade at all. You just happen to make a move that allows you to duck him for two more weeks. But you're not afraid of the trade. No, that had no bearing on your decision. Didn't matter at all. Didn't matter at all. Sources tell me that you were set to pick him before he made that eensy little move. So maybe it's a little more significant than you're really letting on. And as for what you said to the one, to, to, to everybody not in the playoffs this year, my heart goes out to all of them because really, when you think about it, th all th three out of four of those guys were in the playoffs last year. Three out of four. Three out of four. These are one-year rebuilds. We only do one-year rebuilds in this league. I've had to do it. Many people have had to do it. But you know, it all comes back around. It all comes back around. I have faith in each one of them that they can get to the top. Nick Young took a bottom team and won first in the following year. I took a bottom team and made it to the championship in the following year. Don't ask what happened in the championship. It's happened before. It will happen again. It always, always happens. I'll tell you, there's a couple other guys in these playoffs right now that were in the bottom four last year, such as Nikki, who supposedly you're not afraid of.
such as Devin, who supposedly you're not afraid of, but you didn't pick him. You didn't pick him. So please, I love a good trash talk, but let's treat our compatriots with a little respect, okay? You're you're a sick, sick individual. <laughs> you you have serious problems. And you know what? You're a disgrace to this entire league. And if I had my way, I'd put my shoes so far up your ass, you'd be tasting leather. All right, anyway, let's get down to brass tacks. Yes, indeed, this means that Billy and myself are on a bye week. Matt will be facing Drew in the first round, and Nikki and Devin will be playing. The winner of Nikki and Devin will be playing me if Matt wins. And then Matt would be playing Bill. If Drew wins, um, well, shit, actually, I don't know where you guys, because <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I don't know where in the standings you are, four, five, six. I guess it matters at that point. So let me pull that up real quick. Um, excuse me. I was at the bar. Um, oh, okay, so Devin's in six. All right. So if Drew were to win, then Drew is going to place is going to face Billy, and I would face either Nikki or Devin, whoever won. So actually, it doesn't matter. Yeah, either way, whoever wins, Matt and Drew plays Billy. Whoever wins, Devin and Nikki plays me. So let's have fun. And with that, last thing before we go, real quick. I'm introducing Dynasty playoff props. So I'll send, a, I'll send the actual text out, but just, you know, with the, with the with actual text. But... With uh, just to give you a sense of what it actually means, so we will have some league-wide props, but this first one, they're only props between the participants involved. They only work if both people want to do it. They're all for five dollars. Of course, you could put more if you wanted to, and you both agreed on it. But let's just keep it easy. So, um, yeah. So that's that's basically it. So the props this week, we've got the talking about practice prop. That's between me and Billy. Whoever scores the highest gets $5, even though we're not playing anybody, just for fun. Uh, the right choice, this is between Matt and Drew. If Drew ends up being the lowest scorer, then Matt gets $5 from Drew. Even if Drew loses, if he is not the lowest scorer out of you know everybody else, so Devin and, and Nikki, and I guess if he wins too, you know, then he gets $5. Uh, the it should have been me. That's between Nikki and Devin. If any of if either of them ends up with the lowest score out of the two of them and Drew, then they get five bucks. Think about it as insurance. If you happen to shit the bed, you'll get it back. If one of you loses and Drew is the lowest, then the bet just cancels out. Uh, and then toilet bowl final predictions. These are only available to Bob, Nick, Nate and Dave, and it only counts if everybody's starting a real lineup. So, Bob, I don't know if you're starting a real lineup. If you aren't, then you're not eligible to bet in this because your bet would be pretty obvious. But if you are and you're starting a lineup, then you're certainly allowed to get in on this. So this is a four-way between all of you. So you will all pick your exact outcome because, remember, your structure is a two-week playoff. You'll be playing week one and two Round one and two, and your combined score will determine if you get the one pick, if you get the two pick, whatever. So 
you got to pick. Are you going to win week one and win overall? Lose week one and win overall? Win week one and lose overall? Lose week one and lose overall? So those are your four possible outcomes. You pick one of the four. If you hit yours exactly, you get the pot. If multiple people hit theirs, then we split the pot, right? So pretty simple. I'll send it out. That's how it goes. And just final thing, playoffs. So I already mentioned that. In the toilet bowl, Nate and Dave, first two weeks, round one and two combined for first place. Loser gets second place. Same thing with uh, Nick Young and Bob for third place and fourth place. We'll go these this first round. You know, Billy and I are on by. The losers of the first round, they will play each other. Winner gets fifth place. They'll play each other in round two after they lose, obviously. Winner will get fifth place. Loser will get sixth place. Um, the round two losers will play in round three. The winner will get seventh place um, and $100 and get their money back because they're technically third in the standings. And then the loser gets eighth place. And then finally, the championship, right? Winner gets 10th place, loser gets ninth. So that's that's the only time it flips. In case you're wondering, it's not that complicated. Okay, anyways, very late. Let's have fun. Good luck in the playoffs. And you know what? Fuck it. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.